goal of this offseason, according to Ben Charrington, is to add starting pitching. But he will always quickly throw in the disclaimer that he also needs to make sure that the younger pitching makes it through. Who exactly is that? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins in the same place that you found this. It's probably going to end up being the single defining aspect of this offseason whether or not the Pirates add sufficient quality and, always remember, quantity to their starting pitching. Every time you think your GM's brought too many arms into spring training, you end up looking and feeling silly by about, oh, I don't know, mid-March. You know, the first guy goes down and you're like, oh, yeah, thank God we signed all these uh, other 11 or 12 4A guys or whatever it is, because the saying goes, you can never have enough. Well, in the bigs, you can have enough. You actually can have too much, at least at a given time. And certainly as it applies to making sure that younger pitchers have a legitimate opportunity to contribute. So what does that mean? If you look at what would constitute the most likely rotation in Pittsburgh next season, based on nothing other than who's currently in the fold, you would be looking at Mitch Keller. You're waiting for another name. (laughs) No, you're just looking at Mitch, okay? I mean, after Mitch, you know, Johan Oviedo remains a question mark, and we're going to be talking about him. This winter, I'm sure. You don't know what you're going to get from him. He could go out there and and look like a young Max Scherzer one night, and then he could just completely blow up and, and even mentally like implode on some other night. Uh, he's got a lot to prove. I don't know that I would be penning him in for a spot in the rotation or even penciling him in unless he were to really show something in Grapefruit League play. And I know everyone says, oh, yeah, the rosters are all determined before then, and they are to an extent, but you still have to come in and show that you're, you know, you're healthy and you're strong and you're uh, in command, you got some poise, whatever demons were occupying your brain at certain points in the 2023 season, you've got to be over those. So Johan's part of it, right? Paul Skeens, easy one. Even though he's fun, skip him and move on to the rest. Who are the young pitchers? Who are the ones who would threaten? Who are the ones who would uh, make you think twice about adding a real impact, at least at the Pittsburgh level, free agent? Because if you're spending, I don't know, Rich Hill money on somebody, like including Rich Hill, as the Pirates just did, and you're paying somebody $8 million for that year, he's going to pitch, okay? 
He's not going to be moved to long relief no matter how poorly he does unless he's an absolute train wreck. I would argue that the same thing applies to a Vince Velasquez type signing. And again, I'm referring to Vince as he was at the time the Pirates picked him up last winter. If you add those guys, they're going to pitch and they're going to start. So you will keep others out of the rotation. Uh, I'd love to have a really good dialogue about, you know, what Jared Jones can bring. I think he's going to have some more time in AAA. In fact, I know he's going to have some more time in AAA. I'd love to be able to bring Mike Burrows into the discussion, but you don't know what you're going to get from him coming off Tommy John, obviously. And that's when he's ready. I could say the same for JT Brubaker. You won't see either of them at season's outset. So you see what I've done here? Yeah, I've backed three kids into the corner. And it's the same three kids who will always come up in this conversation, unless, of course, somebody fixes them, in which case they won't. But those kids are Rowanzi Contreras, Luis Ortiz, and let's not forget, or, or lightly dismiss... Quinn Priester. Now, I didn't like Priester's stuff either, but I'd like Priester's stuff a whole lot better if he could throw hard again. He was able to throw hard, and then he wasn't. Ortiz was able to throw hard, and then he wasn't. Contreras was able to throw hard, and then he really wasn't. Contreras was supposed to be a star, and then he really wasn't. You see where I'm going here. If you're going to say as a GM, that you need to make sure you've got room and that you believe in your younger pitchers. You'd better also believe in your pitching coach who has not had any solutions for their magically vanished velocity. We come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Mark, and it's in reference to yesterday's episode in which I, I spoke about whatever complications there might be that have prevented the Pirates and Andrew McCutcheon from signing a contract, even though everyone knows they will. Mark says, seems to me 
that Kutch's injury recovery is a legit concern. He needs to be able to play some outfield next year. Love Kutch as much as anyone, and I know what he means to the franchise, but if this was another 37-year-old who suffered the same injury, we would not be clamoring to speed up the extension without knowing the full extent of his availability. Yeah, you're right, Mark. I mean, he he ended the season, Kutch did, with the Achilles injury. Achilles injuries are, are no joke. And even though Kutch was <laughs> standing there two feet in front of me that night that he heard it in late September, it, it, swearing up, down, and sideways that it was no big deal, you, you want to see it. And you want to see that it, it's, it's going to be okay. And you want to see that the ankle that's bothered him for years is going to be okay. Elbow issue. You want to make sure that he's fine. That's not being mean to him. That's not being disrespectful. And that's not accusing him of anything. You just want to make sure that everything is in perspective. If Kutch is, for example, someone whose health, in addition to his age, dictates that he's a DH, that is a different conversation. And that is, I can't, I just can't, I can't with this dialogue, Mark, I'm sorry, because they're gonna sign a contract. So I feel like no matter what I say here that isn't, they're gonna sign a contract, I'm wasting everyone's time, including yours. It's not as simple I think from, from Ben Charrington's perspective, from the Pirates perspective as saying, Hey, Kutch, here's the exact amount of money that we paid you last year. We're going to pay it to you again this year. I do think it's fair for the baseball team to be able to at least have a discussion there. Now, now, if you want to throw a, a, you know, a neat wrench into this, If I'm Kutch and I'm his representation, I'm coming back with all the additional tickets that were sold because he was there. I'm laughing, but I'm also serious. You know, Kutch is an asset. Kutch is a financial asset to the team. How many professional athletes in the four major team sports do you think made more money for their respective employer than what they were paid. And I mean just in tickets sold. Because generally speaking, obviously the players who do that tend to be extremely highly compensated. Just something to think about. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates today all week long. And we'll be back with another one Monday. Monday.